Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Show. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum. And today I am joined by the wonderful, awesome, super talented Kim Benedict, CEO at TalentMinded, the first subscription-based full-service talent acquisition company in Canada. Kim's mission is to help companies meet their business goals by improving their approach to acquiring the right talent. In less than five years, TalentMinded has grown from a starting operation to 30 employees and over 75 client engagements, providing recruitment and advisory services globally in all disciplines. Kim, welcome to the show. Thank you, Bill. Thanks for having me. So firstly, tell us a bit about your career background prior to co-founding Talent Minded. I, well, I spent almost my entire career in recruitment and like a lot of people, I fell into recruitment and fell in love with it and have made it my lifelong career. So I've spent a little bit of time in traditional recruitment, in outsource and contract recruiting and recruiting HR for contract and permanent positions. And then of course started Talent Minded, like you said, about five years ago. Okay. Thank you. And, uh, why did you start talent minded what, what what was the uh, what was the genesis behind that good question so we started talent minded really on the i guess frustration mostly if you will um with the lack of evolution in recruitment either in house or or with external uh vendors or or solution providers and just really feeling that especially here in canada that we just aren't evolving as fast as uh, the demands of the business and with a lot of the changes in recruitment over the last you know 10 20 years as we all know um, like everything else um, and digital transformation and disruption recruitment is is broken in many instances and so really wanted to continue to work on solving for that problem and recognized that there was a real gap and uh, was hoping that we could, you know, work with clients and um, provide a better recruiting solution. Okay, here's a pretty big question for you. What, what's, uh, in your opinion, from what you're seeing, what, what's impacting talent acquisition the most right now? I believe there's, there's a number of things that are impacting uh, recruitment. And, and obviously, there's a lot of conversations around um, technology and artificial intelligence and automation and all of that. But I think what's right in front of us and, um, and often overlooked, in my opinion, and it was actually, uh, I believe, a study that may have come out of uh, Bearson by Deloitte, um, is hiring manager engagement. So hiring manager engagement or lack of engagement is one of the number one drivers of recruitment performance. And so I believe that the hiring manager engagement or lack thereof is is in fact one of the number one challenges that organizations or recruitment teams face today and is often overlooked as far as the impact. And um, And we actually, we actually wanted to validate some of our thinking or assumptions around uh, the impact of hiring manager engagement. So we actually conducted a pretty deep analysis uh, and study on uh, some of our hiring activities globally um, over a 12-month period of time. 
just to see if we could actually prove out um, locally, if or locally, if you will, um, what some of those assumptions and actually try to put some revenue figures down um, on the opportunity cost of hiring manager engagement. Thank you very much. So what's the impact of hiring manager engagement on outcomes? Yeah, so what we did was we actually studied 176 hires that we made globally. And this was everything from, you know, entry level sales position all the way up to uh, very senior director level positions in sales, marketing and technology. And so we put we put uh, each hire in a category as far as the engagement level uh, that we felt uh, for each hiring manager during that recruitment life cycle. And so we wanted to be able to see if we could determine um, if there was, in fact, an impact and what are some of the things that we could measure. So we actually found overall um, that 26% of our hiring managers we would have classified as disengaged during that process. And the impact of that was actually overall that we found that the engaged hiring managers hired 30% faster than disengaged hiring managers. So the total business days from the time the role was posted to the time that the offer was accepted for engaged hiring managers. So engaged hiring managers being, you know, they showed up for weekly calls, um, they participated in the process, they were on time for candidate interviews, they shared things on social media, they were open to the talent advisor, like our advice and sharing market intelligence, et cetera. So that's how we would determine whether somebody was engaged or disengaged. And so we actually found that overall it was 30% faster. Uh, we also found that um, engaged hiring managers had 95% more employee referrals than managers who were disengaged. Um, so that was a number that was quite surprising. And then we also found that when it comes to brand, which is actually something that's very difficult to measure, uh, but the way that we measured in this particular instance was the number of job views um, for the duration of the role, how many people looked at the job, and, um, and then obviously potentially applied. And, and so we actually found that Engaged hiring managers had 26% more job views, and, and on average, that's the equivalent of 57 more applications in our world. So the pretty significant impact, if you think about, if you think about the, you know, one role, one hiring manager, and, you know, your average time to hire of like 57 days, for example. Well, wow, okay, I, I get it. It's pretty important to engage with hiring managers. So how can talent acquisition and HR professionals improve that engagement with hiring managers? What, what, what are some, some of your top tips? Yeah, so when I was actually doing a little bit of extra research on this beyond our own experience, I found tons of articles on the topic of hiring manager engagement. Um, you know, and they were talking about building trust and improving communication. Um, you know, recruiters and HR folks um, better understanding how companies make money and learning the business, um, developing, you know, interview skills training and, and service level agreements. And, you know, none of these things are, are wrong. And, you know, all of that makes 
a lot of sense and would, you know, any good best practice in driving better outcomes between recruiters and hiring managers as an example. But it, it really struck me as going too far back to basics and there wasn't really a lot of great information or very modern information out there. So, so we actually believe that Part of the way that we work with organizations, um, because we have a subscription model, was one of the ways in which, or one of the biggest reasons why we were able to drive more engagement. And sometimes it doesn't always start that way. You have to you have to train your hiring managers to obviously be better or work within your process. But um, because we ex we actually have exposed the cost of each role. Um, because of the way that we work with organizations by exposing that cost. And, and there have been lots of, um, or there have been some studies that show companies um, have actually been piloting this idea of exposing costs within a business to recruitment. Um, and, and, the, and that it drives down um, scope changes, drives down, um, you know, canceling jobs, et cetera. And, and this is all this is all driving lack of engagement and obviously these hidden costs to to the organization. So for for one of the ways is if you actually try to put a number to the recruitment activities um, and hold hiring managers accountable for for that investment, then that actually we've been able to show improves your your hiring manager engagement and how they partake in the in the process. I would say one of the other major ways that uh, organizations can drive better engagement is simply to improve the intake process. I was at a recent HR conference and the head of talent acquisition, and this was a large financial services organization, uh, their team was complaining that the hiring managers would not even give them five minutes to do an intake process. And, um, and and to really do a deeper dive on each role. And, and in our opinion, um, that, you know, being able to improve the intake process and make sure that your hiring managers are engaged and do take the time at the beginning is critical to improving outcomes on the back end. So those are just some of the, the ways that organizations or teams or individual recruiters can drive better engagement. Um, the other piece is obviously leveraging data and using more data, more visualization, reporting, and what we, we term as benchmarking to provide advisory and market intelligence back to the organization on an ongoing basis. Um, so we know that uh, uh, a lot of times our data uh, we're challenged in organizations, but being able to use a, a, you know, the information in order to continuously improve, whether you feel like it's 100% accurate or not, in my opinion, is the way forward as far as driving engagement. That's how they're managing their relationships with their um, their uh, executives within their business, and so we need to we need to do the same on on in talent acquisition, in my opinion. Awesome. Thank you very much. So beyond talk of hiring manager engagement, what, what other trends are impacting recruitment at the moment and how? I do believe that automation is going to, is impacting and will continue to impact and that we will automate more of the administrative parts of recruitment in order to elevate talent acquisition and um, talent advisors with, within the business. 
So I think it will create more interesting work and more opportunities. Um, it will eliminate portions, but they oftentimes are the, are the portions that, you know, um, would necessarily add as much value or um, career progress, progression within the talent acquisition function. So I do believe that whether we like it or not, uh, some form of automation and artificial intelligence will help improve efficiencies. Um, I, I think this idea of going back to basics is really hurting our industry and we do need to fast forward. Um, we do need to think ahead and uh, be more open to trying new things, trying new technologies, new processes. So I think that that's, I think AI and automation is going to have a, a bigger impact. And I think the sooner that we can embrace some of those ideas and pilot, you know, opportunities within our organization or within our functions, the better. So what, what does that look like then for, for your average uh, talent acquisition professional, your, your average recruitment pro on the front lines today and over the next five years? How, how, how will their roles change because of the impact of AI? What, what duties are they performing now, maybe within your own organization that you, that you foresee within the next two or three years will, will be the, the job of, 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 a, of a bot? I think it's interview scheduling, uh, some of the obvious ones, interview scheduling, screening, and like, you know, candidate or resume parsing, as an example, and anything that's administrative, I think it would be incredible if we could automate posting. Um, obviously, good, not all good candidates apply to jobs, but you do have to promote and post your role. Um, that I don't see that for change, changing anytime in the very near future, um, but it's a very labor intensive manual process especially if you're thinking about campus. So I think those are some of the low hanging fruit. Um, I think that, you know, the recruiter role will change to be more human, high touch, high impact, um, more involved in workforce planning, more involved in strategic targeted sourcing, market segmentation and branding. I think those are the things that can't necessarily be automated or have uh, have have a significant impact you might have an impact on how you use data to inform those activities or those decisions or strategies but i don't think they'll replace them okay so as as you continue to grow your team and uh, and and you, and you hire folk who then will be uh, on the on the front lines of talent acquisition what are some of the skills that you're currently looking for then to, to help future proof your organization so you mentioned for a moment ago how important it is to be able to um be to control and, and uh, project the the brand in the right way so are you looking for for certain marketing skills that perhaps you wouldn't be looking for a few years ago i i think it's i think with our model we break down the recruitment process and so we have different people doing different things at the right time and so I think this idea of trying to get the perfect talent acquisition advisor that brings all the sales and marketing and process and assessments and selection skills all into one person, it, it you know, isn't necessarily going to be the reality. Um, and I think that uh, I think that you're going to see the evolution of certain roles, just like we saw the evolution of social, you know, media coordinators or recruitment coordinators managing more of the social media side of things. We're going to see other roles e evolve, um, especially when it relates to the the branding. But one of the, some of the things that we're looking for 
is in our in our organization and again it's partially because of our model but very very much um a process driven and technology enabled so we have we have what we call a recruitment technology stack so whether it's sourcing scheduling assessment reference checking we 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 are always looking for new technology to help streamline or drive efficiencies in that process and so as opposed to many organizations that are looking for an all-in-one solution we use multiple solution providers all over the world so for talent acquisition advisors at talent minded you need to be able to adopt new technology very quickly so we pilot and iterate and innovate on technology to deliver services more effectively all every day every week we're always looking for for new ways so um, that might be very different to large enterprise organizations or an internal talent advisor because they may only get new technology once a year or once every three years they're they're not they're not necessarily able to pivot as quickly. So I would say our, our recruiters are very process oriented and then the requirements are really being able to understand data and then and then being able to drive strategies from a better understanding of the analytics behind you know, things like pipeline conversion, compensation, um, any market intelligence data, uh, you know, internal, um, you know, we have a lot of branding data uh, you know, job views to come to, to page applications and things like that. Okay. So thank those, you. Yeah. Those would be my top three. <laughs> awesome. Now you and I, we recently caught up uh, listeners. We are recording this show uh, in at the end of June and you and I recently caught up at uh, a really awesome meetup that you hosted last week at the uh, Lupio uh, office in downtown Toronto, uh, the home of the, the champions in the basketball, the wonderful Raptors, and uh, it, it, was, it was a great session. I'd, I'd love to, I'd love to hear a bit about um, the the events that you've been running over the last few years, the, the, the meetups that you've been running in, in different awesome places downtown, and what the plans are for for that community over the next six to twelve months. Yeah, thanks for that, Bill. So we actually started what we call the Next Generation Talent Acquisition Meetup. About two and a half years ago now, we have over a thousand members in our community and it grows every month. And as you mentioned, we host these meetups usually every other month or so. Uh, we try to do them as frequently as we can at great venues like Lupio downtown. We generally have about 100 to 150 people attend the meetups and we tackle tough topics in recruitment. Or, uh, or, in, or in HR, um, as you say, sort of future-proofing the talent acquisition function. And so we talk about diversity or robots versus recruiters. We've talked about hiring manager engagement. And our last session, of course, that you attended was on how to drive ROI by better aligning HR and the finance teams. So generally, any type of trend that we're seeing or um, controversy even, um, how to hire development talent, how to hire more women in sales. These are all uh, topics that are obviously critical to our success and, and to business success. And, and so, um, so we try to bring in different types of speakers and, um, you know, a lot of times try to bring in people from the business like CEOs or chief product officers or CFOs like our last meetup so we can help bridge the, 
gap between the conversation between recruitment or HR and the business. So it's a, it's a passion and thinking ahead, we, we want to continue to make them bigger and better and helping, you know, elevate careers within the talent acquisition function and connect other like-minded people uh, with each other. So there's lots of great peer-to-peer -peer networking and, um, and, uh, for now, we're we're sticking locally to Toronto, but we we've, we've often thought about you know, being able to broaden out the the events and um, you know touch more people on the west or east or what have you. So we'll see. Okay, we are coming towards the end of this interview already. Uh, a last couple of questions for you. Firstly, uh, what are you working on next, Kim? Whoa, what am I working on next? Uh, that's a great question. So we are actually working on um, some interesting initiatives around mentoring. So mentoring programs within internal and external to organizations, especially in the developer or engineering talent track. So we are recognizing that more and more candidates want career progression and mentoring opportunities and we often don't talk a lot about those in the recruitment process or even the retention process in organizations so we're actually just about to embark on a pilot to create a forum to drive more mentoring and mentee relationships like driving high impact conversations um, so stay tuned for that sometime in august this year there you go, ladies and gentlemen, an HR Gazette exclusive there from uh, from Kim Benedict. Okay, uh, one last question for you for today, and that is how can our listeners connect with you and how can they learn more about Talent Minded? You can learn more about Talent Minded at talentminded.ca and we post uh, a lot of our blog content there as well. I'm always open to connecting with people on LinkedIn, so it's very easy to find me there. My email address is kim at talentminded.ca. I do not hesitate to reach out if there is um, a reason to connect or if you're looking for more information about any of the topics that we talked about today, I'm always happy to share any of my experiences. And, um, and I would also add one of the other things that I'm very personally passionate about is how to start up your own recruitment business. Uh, we learned a lot over the last five years, and so I'm very happy to always share that with other individuals that might be thinking or planning on starting up their own recruitment company. I have a lot to say about that. Always happy to share some of the successes and challenges that we had along the way. So if, if that's a topic uh, that you're interested in, in uh, connecting with me on, I, I would be happy to set aside some time. Awesome. Well, that just leaves me to say for today, Kim Benedict, thank you very much for being a guest on this episode of the HR Chat Show. Thank you for having me, Bill. Appreciate the time and the opportunity. And listeners, as always, until next time, happy working. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette.